Hello, readers and listeners. This is Karen Hunt, a.k.a. K.H. Majek, and I've been working on um, part two of Traversing the Land of Fanatics, but then I came across something really great that I want to share with you. So this is, I'll explain it. This is called, I'm calling this Letter from a Real Life Karen. That would be me. And wow, so I maintain a limited presence on Facebook. And when things got toxic, I took a a big step back. So today, a memory came up in my Facebook notifications, and it kind of blew me away. And I just and I just have to share it with you. Kind of a little bit more lighthearted than my usual post. So you should be happy about that. We'll take a little break from the heavy stuff. So two years ago today, at the time that I wrote this, I had recently returned to the United States from living in Egypt. And Barry Weiss had written her, around that same time, written her resignation letter from the New York Times. And in her letter, she says this, My own forays into wrong think have made me the subject of constant bullying by colleagues who disagree with my views. They have called me a Nazi and a racist. I have learned to brush off comments about how I'm writing about the Jews again. Horrible, horrible uh, things that... that she had to put up with that these people just felt they had the right to um, to do to her terrible so she goes on to say I do not understand how you have allowed this kind of behavior to go on inside your company in full view of the paper's entire staff and the public well I don't understand it either I will never understand why people knowingly hurt one another for absolutely no good reason For anyone with a ray of sunshine in their heart, and I can say I've got quite a few rays of sunshine in my heart, it's impossible to accept this kind of behavior, and it is something I will always stand up against. It's good to remind ourselves how we got here. Reading this post over again gave me more than a few chills. I wrote it almost a year before I ever started writing on Substack. At that time, I never would have dreamed I would be where I am today researching these issues so deeply and building this amazing community. I'm so thankful for this writing journey and the opportunity to share it with my readers. So here you are, what I wrote two years ago on Facebook. Hello, everyone. As a writer named Karen, I was motivated to write this, particularly because a host of literary luminaries recently signed a letter out of concern for censorship. Naturally, their lives have been picked apart for doing so, and true to what I'm saying in this post, some of them have backtracked. Most of them are so powerful already, they aren't worried about backlash. But if even some of them have been so intimidated as to retract their statements, what does that bode for the rest of us little guys? It's extremely important at this time for writers to stand up against censorship and bullying, It now happens that just by wording something in the wrong manner, even with the best intentions, or simply by holding an opposing view to the thought police, a writer's entire career can be ruined. I just don't care. If someone tries to bully me or threaten me, it fuels my determination. That's not to say I am not willing to listen to reasonable discourse and change my mind about things if an argument is presented to me that makes sense. On the other hand, I have the right to keep my opinion even after discourse. Maybe one day over time, I will change my mind. Maybe one day over time, you will change your mind. 
Maybe neither of us will ever change our minds. No one has the right to force anyone else to think like they do. In fact, I would rather stand alone and fight that battle to the death. I am not kidding. Then give in to intimidation. This hate I see all around me, I've had enough. There will be those who will say, just let it go. It's not a big deal. Keep your positivity. But why should those who are attacked remain silent? Things start from small seeds and they grow. I wouldn't ever want it to be said that I remained silent. So, okay, I was in a Facebook group for women travel writers. I should explain it is a large group with a few thousand members with editors and publishers, so it isn't some little obscure group. Groups like this, in some cases, can make or break a writer's career. Saying the right thing can get a writer published in her dream publication, while saying the wrong thing can get a writer blacklisted so she is never published again. I have since removed myself from the group for the sake of my blood pressure. Anyway, another member had posted something about how she wanted to go to Thailand or a similar place with her kids and husband and stay for six months or so since that part of the world was opening up in August. She thought it might be a wonderful experience for her family and a chance to just get away and she asked for advice. A few people encouraged her to go for it and a few expressed cautions. And then it started. The accusations of selfishness to expose others to covid the white privilege of going to a brown country, etc. I generally don't comment in these groups. In fact, I don't think I've engaged in years <clears throat> since I've gotten eaten alive once in another binders group, all, all of, of women. And it was so brutal, I didn't want to go through that again. I know there are many people who feel the same. They've stopped talking out of fear of retaliation, and that's just sad. Since my latest stay in Egypt, I've grown a tougher skin, so I decided to comment. I suggested she should research, get international health insurance, and if it seemed feasible, go for it. It would be an incredible experience for her children. As a child, I explained, I had such experiences of my family traveling the world, and I am so thankful for it. Having recently returned from spending four months in Luxor, Egypt during the pandemic, I mentioned how people were suffering economically. That, and that they relied on tourism to survive, and that they really didn't care what color you were, they would be glad to see you back. Well, all hell broke loose. Now, let me just say, I left kindergarten a long time ago, and I am not impressed or affected by name-calling or bullying. I refuse to engage in it myself. None of these people know me, nor, I, nor do I know them. None of them know that I spent almost three years of my life in Luxor. They don't know what I did there. I used to think I should try to let these people understand who I am, but I realized from past experience that they don't care. All that matters is that they are in control of the narrative. These are liberals, by the way. It's shocking <clears throat> because I always thought liberals believed in free thought and free expression. Sadly, I am beginning to change my mind. And before someone bristles, let me add that I'm aware it happens on both sides. I'm not on a side. I'm making an observation. Here is one response to my mild-mannered suggestion. Keep your diseased ass out of other countries and not use the callousness of their profit-driven governments as justification, you pasty, pallid, plague-bearer. 
Now, besides the hate speech, which I don't even know how in this civilized world educated people talk like this, no one objected, by the way, I found the comment extremely ironic and hilariously hypocritical since this is a travel writers group and all these people have happily been traveling to these countries with their profit-driven governments so they can profit from writing articles about these places. By their own admission, they themselves should stop exploiting these people and making money off of them. Just stay home. The next comment adds on to that hypocrisy. Do whatever the fuck, excuse me, I don't swear, but that's what she said, you want. Play the role of the white savior, boasting publicly that you're helping the locals with your money. Expose everyone to your germs, including essential workers at home and abroad, okay? This is the height of privilege that this person assumes she can speak for all the people everywhere outside of the Western world because, oh, she has the inside scoop that they don't want my money. All the while, she will take money from their government or a Western magazine catering to rich white people to go to their country to write about them. And she will use her white American dollars to pay locals for their services. Not to mention, we were talking about countries that were now open to tourists coming back. Let's take that guy in Luxor, or wherever, who makes his money sailing tourists on a, say, on a felucca. I am sure he would be so thankful the woke crowd saved him from, that ter- from the terrible tourists, because actually, it's these intellectuals who think they are the saviors of those who are beneath them, and therefore, the intellectuals have the right to speak on everyone else's behalf completely erroneous because all I heard while I was in Luxor was how the people genuinely hoped the tourists could return soon. Of course they hoped that. They don't live in a fairy tale woke world. They live in their very real world where that man and so many others were having a hard time feeding his family. Anyone in his position would want to earn money in the way they know how. Tourism is all over the world, but now, because these thought police have decided it, It's evil. No nuance about it. Yes, of course we can have an academic conversation about it, but that has nothing to do with the real world where people exist who want to feed their families. Only someone who has the luxury of sheltering in place would turn around and say that those who don't have that luxury should not be given the tourist tainted money. The arrogance is beyond belief. And I should add that it that is not to say that there aren't real issues to be addressed with tourism and colonialism and all of that. But right here, right now, I reiterate, people who need to earn a living don't care about that. They might resent, not like, even hate tourists, but they still need to feed their families. So that's a whole other complex issue that we can't solve on Facebook, and one I am well aware of. My experience of living in Luxor opened my eyes to a lot of things I didn't know before, and I would never have known if I hadn't taken the time to actually live there. Besides which, none of these women knew what I was doing in Egypt, or that, in fact, I wasn't a tourist anyway. And on what basis was it assumed I was exposing anyone to the plague? It's scary to me how people do not really pay attention to anything except their own narrow view. And these are intelligent women, with high degrees, no doubt. As the professor said in C.S. Lewis's book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, I wonder what they do teach them in school these days. 
then shaming me because, you know, history, as one woman commented, huh, I wonder if anything happened in history that led to these material conditions of dependency and exploitation. Hmm. Again, the hypocrisy of someone who profits from the tourist industry saying something like this is baffling. Please practice what you preach and please write your next piece in that upscale travel magazine apologizing to all the people who have been exploited and explain to them how, for their own good, you are announcing that all tourism will now stop because of, you know, history. It's better that they starve because you are woke and they need to get with the program. And of course, I couldn't escape this comment. Don't be such a Karen, Karen. Or this one. Calling out problematic behavior is not attacking, though it's very Karen-y to claim it, it is. Since when is it now acceptable for marauding bands of thought police to call out problematic behavior, I mean attack, strangers who dare disagree with them? Not to mention, people will now unfriend people who have been their friends for years for having dissenting viewpoints. These wokists are emboldened because they see it all the time in the media. The press now searches back 20 years into a person's past to destroy them. No one is immune from character assassination. No one. And listen well, because yes, as I said at the beginning, I am just a little guy. We are mostly all just little guys, but the implications are so much bigger. Speak out, people, please. One of the women who was commenting has this on her uh, Facebook page. Be mean to them on Facebook, all written in caps. Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Now, this is not a teenager. This is an adult, well-educated writer. Twist the truth to suit your purpose, because last time I checked, Sun Tzu didn't say that. I prefer the actual truth. The leader leads by example, not by force. Sun Tzu, The Art of War. I have trained in martial arts for over 30 years. In fact, I am a second-degree black belt in Tang Sudo. Fight for truth. Fight for peace. Do not be afraid. The end. <laughs> Except, of course, it wasn't the end. I kept on writing and writing, and now, lo and behold, I've been thrown off of Twitter. Interesting, though, because some bigwigs are being invited back. More on that later perhaps. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. And please comment and please share. God bless.